This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, tea sippers, it's your girl, T. So I am here and I have my homeboy with me, Ronan. So we are here to just talk about some real stuff that is going on. So Ronan, say hey to the people. Hey, what's good, people? <laughs> I feel like this is old times again. This is my uh, original <laughs> podcast partner. When we used to do Block Talk Radio together, when we had when I had Table Talk with T, he was my co-host. Okay, so I hate when people are like, oh, you took Table Talk with T. You got that from Jada Pinkett. Man, we've been doing this before Jada Pinkett was ever thinking about Red Table Talk, okay? <laughs> Our show was popping in 2008. Yeah. So let them know, Ronan. You better know your history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Folks love to talk and don't know what the heck they're talking about. Anyways, I am here. It was a long night for me. Um, I feel a little bit better. I felt like crap yesterday. I was very upset. I know a lot of people are hitting me up, checking on me. So if you guys do not know, for those who aren't on my Instagram because it's private <laughs> and you're not on my Discord, what happened is if you guys remember um, when I went, when I did my live stream the other day about the whole cupcake situation, you know, how she dropped that fire diss track against like so many people in the industry. Well, when I started the video, I was singing um, Candy Rain by Soul For Real. Because I was, I was playing that. I was playing music before I get ready to go live. So, you know, it can kind of pick up my spirits. Mm-hmm. And so I come on, I'm singing, you know, the song. Do you know, <laughs> I had literally close to 17 different music entities strike the video and want the full monetization. <laughs> Off of an almost two-hour stream, they wanted the full monetization for, a se- for me singing 17 seconds of a song. And it wasn't even me singing the song continuously because in there I'm like pause. I'm like, hey, T-Sippers, what's going on? Who's here? Can y'all hear me? So I'm not even singing the song continuously. I'm just singing bits and pieces and they want the full money. So I am disputing that. And I'm also contacting my lawyer because I'm trying to understand how you think you can claim an entire video based off of a, based off of my voice. I didn't play Candy Rain. I sang a small fraction of the song. So I had posted what was going on. I was real upset. And um, I started getting bombarded with messages from people that they too are going through this, that Twitchers, um, it's affecting the whole gaming industry. They're going to be coming for reactors. So there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline that people don't understand. And what's funny, what me and Ronan were discovering is we're, you know, kind of shifting through all this. Nobody in the mainstream is talking about it. Of course. Why do you think that is, Ronan? Because this is the new mainstream. Because mm. now you have, you, you see the uh, the whole stagnation with Hollywood and certain things. People are trying to be YouTubers now. The same individuals that they made fun of you and a number of others say like, yeah, you got a YouTubers. A few years later, guess who's trying to be that now? Right. And they see us as competition. We are the new media. People can say whatever they want. No, I don't have a journalism degree. Never went to school for journalism. I am just who I am. And people enjoy that and they gravitate to me because of that. But see, the news, the mainstream media, they have to be robotic. They can't deviate from the script. So we are their competition. You know, what you see is what you get. If I like something, I like it. If I don't like it, you're going to know it. You know, but they have to be so PC. And so they're trying to find any way to take people down to affect how people eat because the thing that with social media and the internet, mm-hmm. it was meant to just be entertainment. Yeah. We were just supposed to be consumers. Remember you supposed to come remember. on. Yeah. Consume YouTube, consume Facebook. We were never meant to be people who could profit or make money off of our creativity. Mm-hmm. And the industry is bitter. They're jealous. 
So now you have new laws that are being snuck through Congress and they're trying to pass a new law that if you get multiple DC DMCA claims, they can take you to jail. Okay, that is scary. That is total. That is total. How do you say the word? Totalitarian. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, totalitarian. I, I call it the Internet Gestapo because mm. with you out here, um, you can make you actually make a career. You can have a, a a new studio, music studio, all in the palm of your hand or in the, in the palm. Of your, I mean, actually in your lap, literally. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that you're influence a lot of people, you have relatability which most of them don't. They just read off a script and then they cut it off and then get the hell away from me. And I think that that bothers, you know, a lot of these media people, unfortunately. And so this is the new law that's coming down the pipeline. Let me go ahead and read this to you guys here. This is what's what they're saying. Okay. So right now the hashtag stop DMCA is trending all over Twitter. And that is thanks to um, Penguins Zero and Charmex, they're two big gamers um, who kind of started that hashtag. If I was to ask you what the most corrupt and most cartoonishly evil industry is in America, there's only one right answer, that is the music industry. Even not talking about the blatant abuse artists face in the industry as well as shady business practices and the constant exploitation of their artists, they are the only industry I can think of that constantly attacks the public directly. They're less of a music industry and more of a private military group that also owns music. They're doing everything they can to wage war on the public. Over the last 20 years, they've come up with some of the most barbaric, archaic, and just brutally out of touch and dangerous laws to try and protect their copyrighted dog shit. And just this week, they've come up with a new wacky little humdinger where their political puppet, Tom Tillis, is trying to pass a law that he snuck into a bigger bill that would state a DMCA strike could carry jail time and a felony charge. And so what's being noted is this. The Digital Millennium Copyright Act, or the DMCA, has been hitting content creators on Twitch since last year. Now the latest government funding bill in the United States might affect them even more. So they're saying the government usually struggles to pass omnibus bills, and it is usually exploited by some senators who want to take the opportunity to tuck in controversial bills that can't pass on their own, but will pass if it's attached to a must-pass bill. This year, the Case Act and the Trademark Modernization Act and a felony streaming proposal were all included in the omnibus spending bill, which has put some creators into a frenzy. According to protocol, the felony streaming proposal is the measure that is pushed by Republican Senator Tom Tillis, as reported by Turrent Freak. This is not the first time that the Republican senator wanted to make streaming <laughs> wanted to make streaming piracy a felony. Wow. Okay. <laughs> if this bill passes, any copyrighted material that is used, unauthorized, and content creator streams will immediately be considered a felony offense. This means that content creators may face jail time. The bill can carry on in different social media platforms like Instagram, Instagram stories, TikTok videos, clips from Twitch. Currently, the unauthorized use of copyrighted materials is categorized as public performance and not considered as an illegal distribution. So this is scary. It is. It is. How do you feel about this? Um, it is. Uh... And I I don't really look at the uh, senator per se, like personally, because you got to worry about who's backing the senator. Because, mm. uh, you know, as Claude Anderson said, it's like politicians, you either rent, buy, or basically, uh, uh, or lease them. Yeah. So they do what they're supposed to do. So they get the money from whoever they get and they push their agenda. So that's what you're seeing. But if anything, I would suggest those content creators you know, and plus what I'm me started a new channel on content, you know, it's like learn how learn the lay of the land so you know how to maneuver. This is not that much different than a lot of areas that we've been through or discussed. So yeah, you shouldn't and first is a scare tactic to get you to stop speaking the way you speak because you influence people. But then like when you actually maneuver and you know how to do, do what you're doing, they'll try to find some other way to basically try to narrow your uh rank, your reach. 
which you, I mean, I'm encouraging other content creators, whether I agree with them or disagree with them, to fight because in many ways they're eating away at free speech and expression, more or less. So that's yeah. my problem. And it's very scary because you have people who are now being struck. They're getting in trouble on Twitch. They're getting their channels removed because their Twitch is meant for streamers, right? Oh, yeah. So you put in a game. You don't have control of what's in that game. You don't have control of the composition of the music in the game. You know, any of that stuff. You're just playing a game. That's what it's meant for. But now the music industry has their panties in a bunch like they always do. And they feel like, well, these Twitchers are making thousands of dollars. They're making so much money. We want a piece of that. Yeah. But the thing is, if nobody was streaming the game, okay, they're giving you free advertisement. So they're trying to double dip. Think about how many people ran to go download Candy Rain after I sung it. Some people are like, I download. I didn't know who the hell Sofa Real was. <laughs> it's like when we when we know when we say stuff like this as influencers, we are even giving, you know, the people that we're talking about a stamp. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Where people yeah. will go and go buy the game. Like, oh, he played it. The game looks cool. Let me go purchase it. Right. So that, so it's funny how when we all started this whole internet thing, the whole, you know, gaming, twitching, YouTubing, it was cool when we were influencing people to go buy the latest lipstick, the latest makeup, the latest outfit. But now they want to find a way to also get paid off of those influencers and off of those views. Yeah. And like I've been saying from day one, C-19 is showing a lot of people's true colors. Yeah. Okay? A lot of people have gone broke or they're losing money and they're trying to find ways to circumvent and eat. And the only people who've really been okay for the most part are people who run stuff online. Yes. Yeah. Keeping it real. You know? They're, they don't... They, they, they we're, we're not Hollywood actors. Like the internet didn't shut down, thank God, through, yeah. through all this. Right. So a lot of people have been able to take their businesses online and start Instagrams and start YouTube pages and, you know, Facebook and things like that. So, so many people have moved online because of, you know, being stuck in the house during C-19 mm -hmm. and now they're able to make an income for themselves. And it seems to be bothering the industry. It is. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it, it's like Hollywood has been taking a major hit. Like with AMC theaters, like, and I love going to the movies. They shut all that down. Yeah. So now you got YouTubers or even people that did like vines or something like that. Now people are starting to get into movies and certain other productions. And they want to cut of that because, you know, they used to have a multi million dollar productions, which Marvel and stuff, that's awesome. But what happens when you have uh, the sheep having gold plated hooves now? Mm. You can't have that. <laughs> We can't talk about it. So now it's a problem. You know, yeah. And it really bothers them that a, a young black woman can sit in her bedroom. I don't have no professional set. All you see in my background is a bunch of damn shoes because yeah. the kids have taken over the den. So they that's where the kids are. That's where they do school. That's where they hang out. So I don't have my studio anymore, but I'm still able to command an audience of anywhere from 10 to 15,000 people when I go live. And they don't understand, like, why is that? She doesn't even have a professional set. She doesn't have a sound engineer. She doesn't have a lighting tech because people are here for us, for our personality, for what we bring to the table. And that's what they don't understand. And it, it has them feeling a certain type of way. This is why I will always take up for the little people. I get so tired of people using that. Oh, you're just jealous of celebrities. And oh, you're always going in and celebrities have the right to be YouTubers, too. They can do whatever the hell they want. But I'm always going to be the voice of the people because let's not forget you same regular looking people could not make it in Hollywood yeah. because they told you you were too plain, too ugly, too short, too fat. So why when they have standards on who can make it in Hollywood, y'all don't complain and cry about that. But then now we're supposed to just allow them, people who have been in Hollywood for years, eating off of this machine to come and take over a platform that was meant for regular people. Yeah. People came to YouTube because they couldn't make it in Hollywood. Hollywood would never let an opinionated, dark-skinned woman, mm. you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't, they wouldn't give a woman like me my own show because I keep it too damn real, period. 
So today's sponsor comes from BetterHelp.com. Are there certain things that are interfering with your happiness? Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. You can speak to them in a safe and comfortable environment, and everything will be confidential. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you can get 10% off your very first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash SipSlow. That is my code to get the 10% off. Over 1 million people are taking charge of their mental health by talking to licensed professional counselors who specialize in a variety of things. Everything from depression to stress, anxiety, relationship issues, sleeping, trauma, and much more. So once again, if you are looking for some type of mental health support, make sure you go on to betterhelp.com slash sip slow to get 10% off today. Yeah. But guess what? I was able to create my own show on YouTube. A lot of people have been blessed because of platforms like YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and things like that. So I think regular people have the right to dictate and call out, you know, celebrities and call out Hollywood because YouTube is now turning into television. That's what folks don't realize. When you go to the main page, all you see is like ABC, CNN, you see mainstream stuff being pushed and they are putting the content creators on the back burners, but it is us, the content creators who make this platform what it is. So we have the right to stand up, shout, scream and whatever else, because if it was not for people like us, there'd be no YouTube. That's yeah. facts. That's facts. And I've seen it in, in, in its infancy. Like when I first came in around 2008, it wasn't as popular as it is now. Mm-hmm. Just in the beginning. There's names I remember, but back then, oh, they're just YouTubers. But you notice in those recent years, cable is dead. Yeah. It's dead and stinking. Everybody didn't cut off a lot of cables. People are on other alternatives and you're on streaming, social media. and there's more influential people, but a lot of our problems are is one we're not using uh we're not using our platforms to be prostituted or pimped from, and two, you didn't put a price on your uh, on what you're saying either. Like again, you like you're not comfortable with a uh, a corporate hand between your butt cheeks and have you talk for them or whatever. It's unedited. It's a script that that goes against. It's counterculture to the propaganda that they promote. So. That's a problem. Yeah, you, right. can't have, you can't have the sheep with a microphone because they ain't baying all the time. They might have something else to say. <laughs> and what's so fun, like I've always said, like me and you had talked before, the only thing that's saving cable television, the only reason why I still have it, is sports. Sport. Oh, hell yeah. Sports is live sports is the only thing saving cable television. Mm-hmm. Because we can watch everything else, you know, replay yeah. on YouTube yeah. or wherever. But, you know, live sports, you want to catch that live. And even with C-19 and everything that went down with that earlier this year, it made it hard to watch live sports because all of that was shut down for a while. But that's really the only thing that was saving these cable companies because most people don't even watch the news. They don't watch regular television. They watch everything they want to watch online. Even a lot of these uh, major channels like VH1, MTV, BT, they now all stream their shows online on YouTube. Oh. You can watch the latest episode of Love and Hip Hop or just whatever on YouTube. Hey, didn't you notice they're YouTubers too? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They went from clowning us to now, oh, hey, you guys, like, comment, subscribe to my channel. I'm going to teach you guys how to cook and how to do. Oh, yeah, my hair is 4C too. Like, sit the hell down. Look, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I want to see regular people cook. And do their hair. And you know what I mean? Because these are the regular folks who made it. Because again, regular people cannot just show up in Hollywood and say, hey, I want to be in a big blockbuster film. Hey, I want to be on a television show. Hey, I want to be a talk show host. No, you got to suck and fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To get to that level. Basically, you have to be on the casting couch. But see, like, that's that's the thing I said earlier. It's like, stay you having to go to the casting couch and have to sacrifice yourself and your dignity to be a part of that world. You could be on your couch making your own stuff, which you still need that strawberry tea that we're going to talk about later. <laughs> but um, and you could be doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. You, you're not you're not a TMZ. I was like, real time. This is me. This is what it is. Better for worse. I'm going to give it to you straight up. 
I'm going to try to do the best I can to do my research and give it honest, open opinion since they removed the Fair and Balance Act a long time ago. You see what it is. You're not getting anything substantial from mainstream news, honestly, other than fear porn and the weather and maybe sports. That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. So this is very scary. Um, They're supposed to be voting on this bill soon. So, like I said, um, the hashtag stop DMCA has been trending to raise awareness. But do not think, because that's what some people people think, like, oh, well, it doesn't affect me. I don't make YouTube videos. Oh, well, that's your own headache. Well, that's cute. (laughs) But you may want to make a video in the future. You may want to start your own channel. So, remember, it can affect you as well. Okay, so maybe you don't YouTube, but you Instagram. They are not passing laws, if you guys don't know, because I posted this on Instagram yesterday. That they are not passing laws where in the future you may be fine for posting a meme. Yeah. Okay. Posting a yeah. meme can cost you 30 grand in the future because people are finding ways they're so upset. Um, you know, that people have turned people into memes and they're trying to take the fun out of the internet. So now oh. let's say you post that that meme of Tyra Banks saying, We were rooting for you, we were all rooting for you. That is a classic viral meme. Posting that in the future could cost you $30,000. If you guys do not know, huh? And possibly time in jail. Right. If you guys do not know, they are already suing celebrities for posting their own pictures that paparazzi have taken. (laughs) Now, this started about a year, maybe two years ago. So now let's say a celebrity is at an event. And, you know, Getty Images is there or whoever, and they're taking pictures of them. If that celebrity posted that picture on their Instagram page, they can be sued because the photographer was not paid. But damn, I'm the celebrity. How can I be sued? Trust me, they've done it. Like China has gotten sued because of that. Miley Cyrus, J-Lo. So they are trying to find ways to milk the Internet and milk people. So in a minute... We're not going to be able to post anymore. You know, all these micro blogs like the Shade Room, like like myself, Hollywood Unlocked, you're not going to be able to post anything anymore with people's pictures, their likeness, memes, gifts, because once they start finding people, who the who the hell's about? I can't afford no damn $30,000 fine. Who about to keep posting? Because, again, it's a way to, you know, silence people and to instill fear in people. And what's the biggest way to instill fear to instill fear in people during, you know, this global reset and the fact that people don't have regular jobs right now? A lot of people are laid off and things like that mm-hmm. is by hitting them with hefty fines. Yeah. It, it and it's going to backfire. Well, and it's supposed to backfire because really they're trying to find legislative means and ways to gentrify this space and your ability to express yourself in many ways. That's what they're basically doing. Mm-hmm. You got to start thinking long term. You just can't sit there. This doesn't affect me. Yes, it does. If not right. now, in the long term, because now you start complaining about, well, the Internet ain't what it was because you didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. Maybe you're not a YouTuber. Maybe you love TikTok videos. You may not be one of those huge TikTok stars, but how many kids do these dances on TikTok? In a minute, you will not be able to because of these copyright and DMCA laws that are coming down the pipeline. And that's what we're trying to warn people about is that they are taking it to an extreme now where, you know, reactors, you will not be able to react in the future to other people's content. They're coming after that. People who sing cover songs, they're coming after that. So in a minute, what they're trying to do basically is suck the fun out of the Internet. They don't want regular people going viral and becoming, you know, you know, celebrities in their own right and becoming rich. They want to determine who they pick to be celebrities. Because remember, mm. celebrities are also, you know, considered influencers. Right. <laughs> They're able to make you change your mind. Beyonce has such a huge influence on the masses, right? So if Beyonce says something, there's a section of the population who won't think twice about it. They're going to run and buy whatever she pushes, whatever she sells, whatever she says. Right. Yeah. But because Beyonce is corporate and she's part of the industry machine, Mm -hmm. they have ties on her. 
But now when you have somebody like Addison Ray, who's like one of the biggest TikTokers out there and Charlie DiMaggio, whatever the hell her name is, you know, these are girls who are like 16, 17 year old white girls mm. who have 10 million followers on TikTok. That is a huge influence. So now they're becoming celebrities in their own right. And the things that they do and say can influence the masses. And I believe that is that is really what is bothering not only the industry, but also the government. Because now you have everyday Joe Blows who are creating fan bases, who are creating subscribers and followers, and they're able to influence the masses, good or bad. Yeah. That's yeah. what it boils down to. This Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But that's why that, that I feel like that is why all of this stuff is coming down the pipeline. And it's very frustrating, especially for people, you know, who have been here from the beginning. And I love YouTube. Like YouTube has been such a blessing. You know, yes, it can be frustrating at times and the new rules and the changes. But YouTube has afforded a lot of different people a lot of things, you know, and I've been able to meet some of the most wonderful people because of YouTube. So to see it just change the way that it's being changed, and it's not necessarily YouTube's fault. You know, a lot of this is coming down from the government yeah. and they have to comply, you know? So I, I don't know what the future is going to be of the internet <laughs> in the next five years, right. but we are definitely going towards a really scary slope. True. But I'm just, I'm just declaring for your ability and, opportunities to express yourself it's well worth the fight refuse right. to be muted yeah yeah you have to find other ways to circumvent i mean look at how they deplatform alex jones yeah. they totally deplatformed him and others like him you know and um people are fighting back mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you know these companies own these websites so that's why I keep saying that we have to get back comfortable to going to the WWWs because we've all been conditioned to just going to one spot to get our information right. myself too. And I've talked about this in the past, you know, how 10 years ago we'd go to WWW media takeout, WWW uh, boss.com. You know, we would go to these websites and we would converse in these comment sections. Not everybody just goes to the shade room, one-stop shop, or everybody just goes to YouTube, one-stop shop. So we're no longer going to individual sites and we have to get back into that. That's one way to fight because when that person owns that site, they're able to put up whatever content, you know, respectfully um, that they want to put up. Yeah. So there's a lot of laws being changed. A lot of things being changed. Even Pornhub, they went through a massive change two days ago. They were trending because yeah. American Express and a bunch of other credit card companies said that we're no longer going to allow our cards to be used on Pornhub because we're getting word that there's human trafficking, you know, and that's serious, you know, human it's trafficking, serious. girls right. being raped, girls being, you know, um, being the people making porn without these girls' permission. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of backlash that's come up against Pornhub and other sites like that. So what did Pornhub do? They basically made it now where any Joe Blow cannot upload. Before anybody could upload, they didn't know where these porn, you know, videos were coming from. It could be a willing participant. It could be a rape. They didn't know. And it wasn't their problem. Well, now, because there's been so much backlash and now that the money is being affected. OK, because once the credit card company said, "Nah, you can't if you're trying to make a purchase on Pornhub, it's not going through. So once their money became affected, they switched it up. So now they're going to only allow people who are verified, meaning you had to submit a driver's license, credit card information. I don't know, birth certificate, probably. Who knows? Social security number. I don't know. But you got to submit verifiable information on who you are. Um, you know, the person who's uploading the porn. And once you are verified, then you're allowed to upload. Right. So, yeah, they're, they are forcing change on the Internet by hook or crook. And it's very scary. It you is. know, but this this was expected with. Uh us realizing that we're literally in a cyber world and i go up i know we go out often in our respective you know locations and i've seen a whole lot of brick and mortar stores basically evaporating in our very eyes we don't mm -hmm. go to the mall anymore we don't go to the movies all that stuff is usually insulated in the house or somewhere not too far from it so yeah. in a ways this is kind of the change but it's like we have to smarten up 
and not just uh, solely worry about getting entertained. We need to get informed more than anything. I agree. I agree. And we have to be aware of all the changes that are going around around us. You know, even if I don't talk about it, I'm aware of everything. I keep up on everything. Yeah. You have to be. You have to be on top of stuff. You know, you have to read. It's okay to be distracted because, you know, we live in a <laughs> depressing world right now. It's mm-hmm. okay to be distracted, but for a short period of time. Yeah. Have your fun. Look at the goofy videos. Look at the crazy memes. You know, uh, eat on some of the, you know, frivolous celebrity gossip. That's great. But also always be aware of what's going on around you because these rules and these regulations will be affecting you. Okay. So yes, you may not have a platform. You may have, you may never want to be a YouTuber or TikTok or Instagram or that's fine. But let's say you just want to share a video of your kids, you know, playing a video game or dancing to a silly song and you post it on Facebook for your friends and family. Now here comes a fine. Right. This is the world that we're going towards. Yeah. And it's very scary to think about. Digital extortion. Basically. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's what it seems like to me. Digital extortion. You're right. That's what it is. Just the whole, uh, this is no different than what you deal with loan sharks or, you know, people out them collections. You know, either either you pay us or we break your digital legs. That's basically what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. So let's go ahead and segue. We got about 30 minutes left. So let's go ahead and segue into the whole Vanessa Bryant situation. This situation, honey, is messier than a Burger King Whopper. Okay, <laughs> it's just a sloppy and messy, <laughs> and I feel no ways. No, I, I have no sympathy for neither one of them. I just no. don't. No, I mean it, it, it's and say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Just the fact Definitely. that people don't respect the dead. Like with the whole thing with this whole dispute, if it isn't putting in writing, people can promise me anything. My thing is if I didn't put it in my will or whatnot, more likely they're not going to honor. But in the same token, just them doing all this foolishness, in a way, it's pissing me off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's putting a stain on his legacy, definitely. Yeah. So let me go ahead and bring it back. Um, for y'all who don't know or who haven't kept up, and I've talked about this on my stream a few months ago, but back on September 22nd, Vanessa Bryant's mother came out and she basically did an interview with Telemundo and she was blasting Vanessa and basically saying that Vanessa told her to move out of her home that she's been living in for years. And she took her car from her and Vanessa's not taking care of her and basically just blasted her. So Vanessa at the time, she came out and she defended herself. And she was like, you know, this is not okay. You know, how dare my mother do this? This is so hurtful and things like that. So now it's insane. What happened yesterday is that basically Vanessa's mother has filed a lawsuit against her. Because I remember something said, like, she was looking, she was promised something, talking about, like, uh, looking to get paid for $96 an hour. Like, shit. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like her mother has replied back today. Her mother is um, saying a few things. Let me see if I can pull that up. I mean, the whole situation is just disgraceful. Vanessa Bryant did come out, and she blasted her mother. For because her mother is like suing for like babysitting money and you know just whatever she wants a, a home she wants all this stuff so this is what Vanessa said yesterday. So Vanessa is saying my mother is continuing to try and find ways to extort a financial windfall from our family. I have supported her for nearly twenty years and she was never my or Kobe's personal assistant, nor was she a nanny. I have always been a stay at home mother and my husband. And I are our daughter's full ca- full time caregivers. For nearly two decades, we arranged for my mother to live in our nearby properties at no cost to her because she had claimed that she didn't have any money to buy her own home after her divorce. My husband and I felt it was best for her not to live in our home. She watched our girls from time to time, just like most grandparents do. She did not take care of business issues or expenses. She was a grandmother who was supposed who was supported by me and her son in law at my request. She now wants to get back charge. She now wants to back charge me $96 per hour for supposedly working 12 hours a day for 18 years for watching her grandchildren. In reality, she only occasionally babysat my older daughters 
when they were toddlers. As of 10 years ago, our kids are full-time students and athletes, and I didn't have another child until 2016. Her claims are obviously false, but I still tried repeatedly to work things out with my mother, contrary to what she's saying. I haven't left my children's side since the accident, except to visit the cemetery to make arrangements. Earlier this year, I was looking for a new home for her, and a week later, she went on television and gave an interview disparaging our family and making false accusations while living rent-free in a gated <laughs> apartment complex in Newport Coast. Even after that betrayal, I was willing to provide for my mother with monthly support for the rest of her life, and that wasn't good enough. She instead contacted me through intermediaries, contrary Contrary to what she claims, my phone number hasn't changed and demanded $5 million, a house and a Mercedes SUV. Because I did not give her because I did not give in to her hurtful threats and monetary requests, she has spiraled out of control and is making false, absurd claims. She is now trying to get more money than my husband and I ever spent to provide for her while he was alive. She has no regard for how this is affecting my children and me. She wants to live off of my daughters and me for the rest of her life while continuing to collect monthly alimony from her ex-husband since 2004. My husband and I have never discouraged or kept her from providing for herself. This lawsuit is frivolous, disgraceful, unimaginably hurtful. My husband never promised my mother anything, and he'd be so disappointed in her behavior and lack of empathy. Sincerely, Vanessa Bryant. What do you Good think about that? Could be me. <laughs> it, yeah. This is beyond petty. This is like personal. Uh, yeah. You talking about getting charged ninety six dollars an hour? Now is this per kid or just period? <laughs> we'll just say for both children. Okay, so we're talking about this. So basically, we, there's there's no family bond there because usually with grandparents or whatever they they look to enjoy spend time with the kids. But this just this seems like it's real personal. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, you know, as far as Vanessa, I'll never take away from my thing. She's a good mother. I do follow her on Instagram. Um, But you got to watch the energy that you put out there. Okay. And I kind of called Vanessa out two months ago when um, the whole memorabilia thing came up. If you, everybody all knows about Kobe's parents selling his memorabilia because they were struggling at the time, Kobe wasn't looking out for them. And so they sold it. So then the people who had bought it, they ended up putting it back up for auction. And so Vanessa ended up buying it back. So she took to the gram and she was showing all the pictures of like just a bunch of stuff that she bought um, back. And so one of the things that she stated on Instagram that pissed a lot of people off was her continual shading of the Bryants. Okay. So she took to social media, she showed the clothes and she says, um, I keep everything for, for my baby and our girls, hashtag keepsake. Then she goes, the fact that this was auctioned off and my husband had to buy this and more back is so sad. 2013, glad we have it back, hashtag keepsakes. Okay. You don't do nothing. I didn't like that. I, that that's stupid. You didn't have to publicize that, really. Right. Really. And it's like, you know, just the continual disrespect of his family. Like I keep telling folks before there was ever a Kobe Bryant, <laughs> there was a Jelly Bean Bryant and yeah. there was a Pamela Bryant and they taught Kobe everything that he knew. They took care of Kobe before there was ever Vanessa. There were his parents. So the fact that the parents have just been kind of shooed to the side as if they were just deadbeats and don't exist or like they were just, you know, crackhead, you know, parents and, you know, somebody else raised Kobe to me is insulting. The fact that his parents were at the funeral and not one time were they acknowledged besides when Shaq, you know, kudos to Shaq for acknowledging the parents, but Vanessa didn't acknowledge the parents. Um, Kobe's manager and, you know, his closest associates never acknowledged the parents. That is an insult. And that was disrespectful. And the fact that these two black parents have just been dismissed, you know, disrespected, and now Kobe's legacy is being fought in the Latino community is embarrassing. The fact that this is fodder for Telemundo is embarrassing. You know, th this to me is not cool. And again, I don't feel bad because as a wife, you sat back instead of trying to mend those fences with his family and with his parents, you sat back and you were okay 
with them just not being close. And but you made sure your mother was taken care of. Matter of fact, if you go onto Kobe's Instagram page, one of the last pictures he posted of their last Thanksgiving is Kobe Bryant with the with uh, Vanessa's mother and the family. So it's Vanessa, the girls, and Kobe Bryant, and they're all eating Thanksgiving together. Mm-hmm. I don't see any pictures on his page. Maybe they might be further down. I'm not sure of Kobe Bryant with his parents or even with his sisters. He doesn't have a lot of those pictures. He spent more time with Vanessa's family than he did his own. And, you know, that's Kobe's fault. You know what I mean? Because those are your parents. Yes, parents do stuff to to piss us off. And, you know, there's no perfect parents. But at the end of the day, you don't look out for somebody more than you even do your own parents. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration came in from, from Kobe Bryant's parents. Like, you're lacing this woman up. You're, she hasn't worked in 20 years. She's living off of you. Meanwhile, we're having to be, you know, we're forced to sell memorabilia to make ends meet. That is sad. Uh, it, it is sad. And it, there are some families, especially nowadays, that are shattered like that. But I know it's like, even, let's say, for example, with me and a female cousin of mine, like, we basically part of ways over money where I lent her money and she was doing any and everything not to pay me back. She probably gave me like a quarter of it back and it did everything like uh, I would contact her. And as soon as I pull up, she would cut her porch light off. <laughs> what in the ghetto? <laughs> Turn off the light. That means I'm not here. <laughs> you know, things like that. But then when my grandfather died a couple of years ago, it's like when I saw her, I, I killed the beef out of respect of my grandfather. Mm-hmm. He had to say anything about it, just like just not to bring no nonsense to it, just the out of respect of the situation. It's like, look, you know, I gave her a hug, I said a few words, and I left her alone. Mm-hmm. Where where that beef was, it died there. Now, would I really talk to her openly? Not intentionally, no. I mean, just it, I'll be cordial, but still, like I say, in that situation, you're supposed to try to mend those bridges. Like at the funeral, you could at least like, hey. You know, let them say what they need to say, you know, give them floor to do what they need to do. And then after that, you guys figure it out after that. If you guys will speak to you again, don't put it out there in the public. But just how they're keeping that mess going, there's animosity mainly due to money and everything around it. That's what you're seeing under there. That's 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 the very disgusting part of it. So, yeah, she did allow a lot of foolishness to happen. But yeah. the stuff that's happened to her in her home, that tells me a lot. You know, she's not, you know, the doting mother or daughter (laughs) that she puts herself out there to be. Yeah, there's definitely something going on with that relationship. And I hope all of this stuff kind of validates what Kobe Bryant's parents, you know, they try to defend themselves throughout the years in the media. But of course, people dismiss them because they're not the celebrity. Right. And that was one of the rumors I was asked put out there. Oh, they don't like her because she's Mexican. And the family was like, it has nothing to do with her race. It's the fact that. Our son was literally forced to marry her. Mm. For a lot of y'all who don't understand this, this is why, like I said, I just don't feel any ways because a lot of us from the 90s who understand 90s sports tea, we Mm. saw this play out in our childhood, okay? Mm. When Kobe met Vanessa, Vanessa's mother took her to go be on on the Snoop Dogg Eastsiders music video. The mother drove her there. And at that time, she was underage. She was 17. You know, and back in the day, it just wasn't a big deal. You could use your older sister's ID. You know, hell, people were stripping at 16, 17, using fake IDs in the 90s. Let's keep it real. (laughs) Yeah, real shit. Let's keep it real, okay? Use your older sister's ID who looks like you, get on stage, make your money for the night, go home and go to school the next day. People did that all the time. So Vanessa was on the set of this music video. I'm assuming Kobe thought she was at least 20, you know, maybe 18, 19, 20, right? Because she looked a lot older. Mm -hmm. And so... The mother took her to the music video. And a lot of people say that the, why the reason the mother was always, you know, pushing Vanessa to be like a music video girl, because remember, they were real popular back then, was to try and bag a baller. OK, Vanessa told her classmates that when she saw Kobe Bryant, she was she was very starstruck. It was love at first sight. So, you know, Vanessa and Kobe started messing around. Kobe was 21 at the time. Vanessa was 17 years old. And that's not a big deal to me. That's like a four-year age difference. It's not like he was 35 and she was 17. A lot of girls back then talked to older guys. So I don't care about the age difference at all. But she was minor. So what happened is that once the mother realized like, oh, shit, you're talking to a 
NBA player who's one of the biggest in the country right now, yeah. then her gold digging mine started, you know, the, her, the wheel started churning. Mm-hmm. And so they said that basically she had a conversation like, you need to do right by my daughter. You need to marry my daughter because what you're doing is technically illegal because she was a minor at the time and Kobe was older. And, you know, he didn't want to look bad. He didn't want this to be a stain on his image. And I'm not saying that he wasn't in love with Vanessa. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have gotten married anyways. But a lot of the pressure came from the mother and her opportunistic attitude. That is what the Bryants were pissed off about. It had nothing to do with them being Mexican. They could have been black. But it was the point that you're trying to pressure our 21-year-old son to get married. And at 21, you don't even know who the hell you are. No. At 21 and 17. They were really young when they got married. Um, I think she she got married at like 18. But they end up getting married. She had the oldest daughter, you know, a few years later. But this mother has always had a gold-digging mentality. This is why I feel no ways. People can say you're harsh or mean. I don't care. I feel no ways about the mother being homeless, getting put out because she felt no ways when Kobe Bryant cut off his family and didn't take care of them for years. And didn't, you know, he did try to help buy them a house and do things for them. But the family felt a way like, okay, you're trying to give us this amount for a house, but yet and still the woman who had nothing to do with your upbringing, who didn't take you to AAU, who didn't have you living overseas in Italy, who did nothing for you, you're treating her like gold. You're doing so much for this woman. And that is the beef that happened with Kobe Bryant and his and his parents because of the way he was just doing so much for Vanessa's family. And what's so funny is fast forward 20 something years later, the family was absolutely right because now the public is seeing the true character that I and many people have seen over the years of, Vanessa and her mom, Vanessa's mom's character, excuse me. People are now seeing that. That is what the Bryants were fighting for because they saw it back then that she was nothing but a gold digger and was using her daughter to live a lifestyle that she couldn't afford her damn self. Yeah. And and, uh, and that's where he was basically, uh, I best hustled by a control freak because I experienced that in my lifetime like years ago. Like Mm -hmm. whenever they try to prop they try to isolate you for one. And two, they try to cut. I mean, and the other part is they like basically try to cut those bridges that you rely on to where you rely on them. That's what they do. So yeah. now over the years, you've seen it. You know, they she basically pimped her daughter out. And now they're hashing out that money now. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going back for for. Yeah. Ain't no, I mean, ain't no telling what they're what's really going on behind closed doors. I know the parents. You know, they might, you know, had the issues or whatnot, but this stuff right here, if you out there in the public and trying to make it seem like you're uh, a lot better than you are, you have a lot more bullshit that you're hiding. Yeah. And I I think, you know, the Bryants are doing what they need to do. They're sitting Mm -hmm. back (laughs) being tea sippers. Okay. And they got their damn tea mug and they're watching all this shit play out. Like I told y'all, so we've been telling y'all about this in, in their gold digging way. So they're not shocked at all by what's playing out in the media. It's sad, but people who understand the backstory of their relationship, we're not shocked. We're just sitting here sipping tea, you know? And the crazy part is, you know, Vanessa has been doing a lot of lawsuits as well. Let's not forget. Um, Vanessa has a lot of money coming in. Mm-hmm. Okay. One with all of Kobe Bryant's, you know, his assets, his estate, what he was worth. But on top of that, let's not forget, Vanessa has been on a suing spree. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, she wasted no time suing the LA sheriff for allegedly leaking pictures of the helicopter crash. Mm-hmm. She found out about that. And I'm not saying, you know, they were right around to take pictures, but it's human nature. People are morbid. Hell, yeah. they had Tupac's autopsy pictures that hit the net. Now, I've never seen, there's no pictures that hit the internet of, Kobe Bryant's body or nothing like that. But what the man was being accused of, the guy who took the picture, one of the LA sheriffs, they're saying that he was showing pictures on his phone to like people at a bar and, you know, other places. And I guess word got back to Vanessa. I don't know if they were able to prove it, but she wasted no time suing. Then remember, it wasn't even two months later, she ran to go sue the helicopter company. And I told folks the reason why she did that 
was to basically deter everyone's family that was involved in that helicopter crash. Because remember, it wasn't just Kobe and Gianna who died. It was several families on board. So what she did is she ran to go sue the helicopter company. So that way, those other families would be focused on suing the helicopter company and not coming after Kobe Bryant's estate. That is why she did that. And I caught that out months ago. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm going to say is this. I don't I don't think anything has been settled yet in either cases. And I'm sure her suing the helicopter company, she's going to get a majority of the pie compared to the other families. But now that her own mother is suing her, her own mother is basically opening the floodgates for Vanessa and Kobe's estate to be sued, too. Because if your own mother can sue you, I don't owe you shit. I don't I don't owe you no loyalty. We didn't get enough from the helicopter company or the helicopter company can't pay us because they got to pay you so much money because you're Kobe Bryant's wife. So now we're going to come after you. Yeah, this is going to get ugly. It's coming full circle. Mm hmm. It's going to be very interesting because, like I said, you know, between the daggers that keep getting thrown at Kobe Bryant's parents, you know, it's 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 old now. And now the mother's coming out wilding and, and hitting lawsuits and doing Telemundo interviews. It's crazy. It really is. But it's going to be very interesting to see how all of this plays out. So right now we are hitting our one hour mark. So I just really want to thank you for coming on here. This was an awesome conversation, Ronan. It feels like oh, (laughs) (laughs) this is like back in the blog talk days. Yes. Right. I I know that's something you guys need to Google for blog talk. I think it's still around. But yeah, back then. (laughs) Yeah, that was a popping podcast, man. We used to have fun on there Sunday and Monday nights. But you know, I just want to thank you once again for coming on and um, you know, just having this really dope discussion with me. Do you have any last words for the tea sippers? Uh yeah, just uh especially with everything now, it's like again, don't just focus on being entertained, making being informed a priority. That way, when you don't wake up and find out that your entertainment has been snatched from you and your voice. Mm. And plus. This, this, and many other means. This is the new media, so you're gonna see a fight. That's what oh, you gotta yeah. fight. You gotta fight for what you believe in. So definitely, much love to UT, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing this again. This felt good. <laughs> definitely, and thank you so much, you guys. We will talk to you guys later. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.